0: And welcome back, friends, to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. To my left, we have the studious Ryan Shipley. Oh, that's so sweet. It, it, I looked to look that, the word up, How must... do you spell that?
1: Like S-T-E-W <laughs> like a stew?
0: No, no, no. S-T-U-D-I. I'm going to have to. It's, you're no longer studious. Sorry, the, sorry the Shipley. The ex-studious must... <laughs> Ryan yeah.
1: Shipley. My problem with looking it up is my spelling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And of course, always happy to be here with the owner of Knoxville's longest-running comic
2: shop, Mr. Bill Langford. I appreciate not having an adjective in front of my name. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. There's, there's a freedom to it.
1: No, mm. I, I, I like it. All the best Marvel comics it's, have one in front of them.
2: I, I'll take Uncanny. Okay, you talked me into it. <laughs> the uncanny, uncanny. I was Bill. thinking the Web of. No, come <laughs> on,
0: Web of Bill, Web of Langford. <laughs> yeah. But not only do we have the three of us sitting right directly across from me is our special guest for the evening, comedian, author, all-around great guy, Mister Alex
3: Stokes. What's up, guys? Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, Absolutely. welcome, Alex.
1: You get to look right into those piercing eyes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Intimidation. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about stew, like how bad I want it right now. Like that's all I'm thinking.
1: You know what yeah. the thing is? Like, you, I don't have much stew in my life. Well,
3: I don't When's either. When's the
1: last time you've had stew?
3: Well, it's been a long
2: time. They um, it was just a uh, St. Paddy's Day, right? Yeah, did you have stew? No, did <laughs> <laughs> there was a but our school at, a, at my child's school, they do a thing, a sister Jolita's benefit, and they, usually they serve uh, like an Irish stew. Okay, what yeah. makes it Irish? What's an Irish I stew? Good. I have no idea. Is it green? Uh, no, no, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I think they serve it with some type of um, some type of a special bread. But I, a special I, bread. Ooh, yeah, man. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible with this, but it's—I <laughs> yeah. know it's delicious, and I've had it a couple times. But that's—I think that's the last time I've had
3: stew. I haven't had minute. bread in yeah. two weeks. I'm—I'm I'm dying. Oh, here. all right. Yeah. Let's, uh, oh wow. We got to oh, move yeah. on. I can't do this. Well, oh, food show. talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep doing that.
0: <laughs> well, as far as news in the world of comic books and pop culture, yeah, what's not, stewing not, in the news? Not really a whole lot. Uh, sometimes we have too much to talk about. Other times, yep. not that much. Uh, I noticed Marvel Legends has released a new Spider-Man wave. It is uh not Blind Box. You can actually see the figures. It's the retro carded stuff. So I'm not sure if they're moving more towards that look for their main lines or whatnot, but uh, at least it's a step in the right direction so you can actually see the figure you're buying.
2: No, I'm all for it because the uh I can take a sense they've moved to the non uh, pa- plastic boxes, the cardboard boxes, the sales have definitely dropped. Have they? Yeah. Wow. A lot of people are just they're hesitant to buy it because they don't know, you know, a how it's gonna look, how the paint's gonna look, mm-hmm. or b even if the uh, the correct figure is gonna be in there. Yeah, especially
1: if sure mm-hmm. you get switch it at outs. like uh, Target or something like that, because people right. will switch out S- figures, scumbags, oh,
2: all, all the time, mm-hmm. yeah. and they'll uh, they'll take out the Juggernaut and they'll put a King Kong Bundy in there, yeah. <laughs> and next thing you know, yeah, some unsuspecting kid he thinks he's gonna get a Juggernaut at Christmas, yeah, and he opens it up and there's King Kong Bundy waiting Boom. on him you think yeah. you're getting the final
1: part of the bit build a figure and you open up it's like one of those little play school figures and it's yeah <laughs> it's, yeah
2: so yeah so the uh, but now uh, hopefully this marks a a, a sign that they're going to go back toward common sense and i think there's a happy medium between the cardboard and the plastic you can just put a little tiny piece of plastic it doesn't have to be environmentally unfriendly
0: yeah and, well uh, transformers they have the window cut out without any plastic so it's, it's open Yeah. uh, But you can see it at
2: least. uh, Yeah. I I think
0: people just want to be able to display their stuff.
1: And this is Hasbro, right? Yes. Hasbro is making a lot of weird decisions to make a lot of fans angry, like the D&D people. Right, right. And now with the Marvel Legends stuff, it's uh, I don't know what's going on at Hasbro. Well,
0: it's weird because, I mean, I feel weird (laughs) and kind of lame complaining about not being able to see a toy when their goal is to improve the planet and not use plastic. I mean, (laughs) that seems a little (laughs) petty, but...
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's uh it reminds me of when mcdonald's had the mcdeal tea y'all remember the mcdeal tea sandwich? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. and um oh my god it kept, i would eat that right now it kept the, <laughs> why are you doing this they kept the hot side you picked the wrong the, episode to come up horrible the cold side cold but yeah. it used to use double the amount of styrofoam and uh and so they had to completely 86 the sandwich and get rid of the sandwich mm. yeah they'll
1: probably bring it Too back much Someday for like a limited run if they Once bring... the, they know the planet's not Saveable <laughs> it's not it's like, like, Let's go out on it yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. and a Mexi melt From Taco yeah. Bell like the... At that point the double down will be back Permanently on the menu <laughs> <laughs> you Keep pushing the double down Ron
3: So I tried it last week and
1: I will not have it again In my lifetime I don't think
2: I saw you post a picture on Facebook. It was rough. Okay.
0: It was rough. Yeah, I was worried you might not be able to make it into the show after eating that, but uh, you made it, so good yeah. job, good job. I don't yeah. think
3: my wife's going to listen to this, so I think I'm going to stop somewhere on the way home. And, and <laughs> I'm just going to... get a double down? Yeah, we're going to lie to her. Well, it was so. nice knowing you. Dude, Everybody. if
1: we if you're driving me home, you know we'll get the double down. And we'll go out like Thelma and
0: Louise. See if they can triple down uh, on that double. The <laughs>
1: lovely ebits, ebits, come yeah. get on the come get uh, on the microphone.
0: Here we go. We have a special guest. Say welcome to Comics Exchange. Something, give us something. Oh,
4: okay. Wait, what do I say? Say welcome there to you. Comics Exchange. Welcome to Comics Exchange. You should definitely check it out for sure. I like it a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. You a shop here, right? Yeah. What do you like getting here?
4: I really love to read, and okay, I like I like the Marvel comics the best. Yeah. I really recommend them.
1: So let me ask you a question, Ebits. Your okay. dad's getting up there in age. Let's what? just be whoa, honest. Yeah. Whoa, whoa! Um, all right, all right.
4: No, I remind him every day. <laughs> when he
1: when he um, retires and hands over thing over to you, right? Mm. Am I still going to be your social media guy?
4: Yeah, you might yes. have to like you might have to like social um <laughs> like a different variety of books, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably
1: we'll still have your dad come in because we can start doing the comics exchange uh, TikTok. Oh, yeah. We'll make him do all the dances. He
4: started some of mine. Which is exciting
1: to me. Uh, I wish we could share those. I want The audience needs to see the Bill TikToks.
4: Oh, yes, they do. I agree with you.
1: And you're driving now.
4: I am driving. How do you like it? I think I like it more than my dad does.
1: (laughs) Does he seem terrified when he's
4: driving with you? So, funny story. The first time I drove on the interstate, um, there was a huge wreck, and I was driving his car. So he was—he was, Ooh, he was okay. a little freaked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your dad's got a nice car. Yeah.
1: Now, yeah. now when you're when you're driving, when your dad's when your dad's letting you drive, and he's on the other side, like his hand clutched into the side. He's got the
4: the yes. o, the
3: OS the bar. He's holding bar. that.
2: Yeah. He, um. I'm, 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 I'm DJing for it because yeah. she wants me to change songs. All okay, right. so you can still hear songs. Yes.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: It was hey. probably one of my kids that caused the wreck that y'all got stuck <laughs> in. I've got, got three teenage boys, so yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: So and you so you're right now this this year is the year where you don't get your license right you can just do the uh what is it called the permit,
4: permit? yeah I get it at the end of the year
1: okay I, uh, I think that's license. the police coming to arrest you oh. uh, <laughs> so are you excited to get your license
4: yeah I'm excited cause um I can leave a lot
1: <laughs> whoa oh not like
4: not like that
1: yeah but. you're you're just gonna get out of there right <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. yeah, no, this is exciting. I'm glad you came. You have to come back and do a full episode.
4: Yes, I would. Yes. We'd love to get love your to. mom on, but she's got kind of a filthy mouth. <laughs> 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 I agree.
1: Yeah. But it's good to see you. And yes. hopefully we'll see you again soon.
4: Yes, of course. Okay, All I'm right. passing the mic.
0: All right. That was our special guest, Junior Langford
1: Ebits Yes. And it's exciting to know, one, I'm going to have a social media job when Bill uh, retires.
2: Can I do something in my will to fix that? Or is, that is that permanently now in, in stone?
1: Yes. Golly. Yeah. Even
2: your verbal contract, Sean. Uh, um,
1: you know, you, you're you you're a lawyer, you're, so you should be able to. You're a
2: stickler for this stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, another thing. So, D.C. right now this year is the dawn of D.C., and, oh and, yeah, you know they've been announcing uh, books uh, throughout the year. Uh, this year they do get two big books, Wonder Woman and the Flash will celebrate their 800th issues. Wow. And the 800th issues will be the end of the current uh, creative teams for both books. Mm-hmm. Um, starting in uh, the flash uh, after that, and it will start it will relaunch in uh, September, uh, Simon Speer uh, yeah. from Detective Comics and Coda and Mike Diotto Jr. yeah Diotto Diotto Jr (laughs) uh the arch nemesis of the guy who plays Namor um (laughs) um, are taking over the Flash and they're rebooting it with a new number one
2: no and then um and then likewise with um with Wonder Woman right are they doing a uh uh, Tom King
1: yep Tom King uh that also starts in September with a new number one Mm -hmm. uh Tom King which I think this is his first ongoing series since Batman, right? Because everything yes. he's done in the last like couple years have all been minis.
2: Well, like like 12-issue prestige, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: and the art is going to be Daniel Samper.
2: Yeah, yeah, Daniel. Um,
1: yeah, it doesn't say here what else he's worked on, but that name is familiar.
2: Yeah, and I think it's maybe some other DC things, but I can't recall which books. Yep. I wonder
1: what a Tom King of Wonder Woman's going to be like. That's really interesting. I'm, uh, is going to be really interesting, I think. I'm excited to see it, though.
2: It's a difficult character to write it yeah, is yeah. yeah i don't think i've read you have the one... my, the mythology and then the history has been kind of convoluted yeah but uh i
1: don't but, think i've read her since uh george perez and that was like in the 80s oh wow
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah tom king always comes across as really uh, grounded and realistic mm-hmm. to me so it'll be interesting to see how he approaches her <laughs> right.
2: well you know so was greg rucka and he had a, uh, yeah, he had a great right. run on wonder woman
1: yeah uh now comes the interesting one nobody could guess this writer Uh, So the artist for Steelworks, uh, the book for Steel. Tom uh, King. Is going to be Sammy (laughs) Bassery from Harley Quinn. uh, And the writer, because nobody will ever guess this, Michael Dorn.
2: Oh, from um, from Star, Star Trek? Trek? Warf. Really? Warf, Yeah. Warf
1: is writing the book? Supposedly, he really? used to voice still in the classic Superman, the animated series that show. tracks. Hopefully, this means that whenever huh. he needs an issue off, they'll get Shaq to come in and uh, write an episode. So. Um, but yeah, Michael Dorn, Warf, Whoa. is going to be a comic book writer.
2: Is it I written in Klingon?
1: Uh. <laughs> I hope so.
2: Because <laughs> they uh, they have a Klingon dictionary. Yeah, there's a whole There's language. a legit language that yeah. people learn, at, uh, and I've seen them at conventions, and they I speak was, it.
1: I, I was at Dragon Con once and they did the Buffy the Musical live and at the very end of it, this lady in front of me dressed in full Klingon gear stood up and had like one of those uh, chalices and raised it (laughs) it (laughs) but yeah, Michael Dorn is going to be writing Steelworks is what it's called and it looks like it's going to it doesn't say here when it starts but I assume it's going to be probably the same time, September
2: Okay.
0: I can confirm that book will be spinning out of Action Comics. That's where they introduced this concept of Steelworks originally. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think that, uh, and by the way, I did read the first issue of the new Superman. Oh, did you like it? I thought it was phenomenal. Oh, I'm so glad. I love it so much. I like how Lex Luthor is in prison mm-hmm. and he's like Hannibal Lecturing uh, Superman as like she he's... Superman is Clarice. Right. Uh, where, where Lex basically is talking to Superman and Superman has his ears toned to certain people in the world. Mm-hmm. And so Lex is trying to tell him how to fight this person. Uh, it's, it's, it's
2: great. So is uh so that makes Jimmy Olsen Buffalo Bill, right?
0: It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. No, oh, oh that, whoa!
3: That <laughs> it got good... it got dark there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, got, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be stupid here because like I don't know anything about comic books. Yeah, go ahead. You guys already know. Do they make Hannibal Lecter comic books?
1: I don't know if they've ever
3: had. Cause uh, see, that would be at my alley too. I, yeah. everything I keep asking for is
2: kind of the toward the, the like the horror genre.
3: I like the horror genre, and then. Yeah. Well, there are Literature a about.
1: lot of like really good horror books. Yeah.
2: So I know they've done like a Clive Barker Hellraiser, mm-hmm, okay. um, mm-hmm. but I don't think they've ever done anything with uh, Silence of the Lambs. Huh. I not think huh. of I don't it. they've any done any like uh, yeah. Freddy
1: Krueger, Jason. Yeah.
2: They've done. They did Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. That yeah. miniseries. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. they did yeah. a couple of those. That's... And um, hmm. so the, actually, the, the horror genre translates over to, to comics relatively easily. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So they've done quite a few. There's been mm-hmm. Chucky comics and. But uh, but oddly enough, no, I don't think anything with Sons of the Lambs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you're
1: looking for a good horror book, because I know you're kind of mm. dipping your toe into yeah. this world now. Yeah. Uh, Gideon's Fall. Okay. It's a finished series.
3: Really mm. good. I own five comic books. Three of them I just bought. They're sitting right next to me. Like, <laughs> I bought them twenty <laughs> <laughs> minutes ago. So. Nice. What are the other have, two? I've got two. I don't know. <laughs> I bought these a long time ago, but I've got two Vampire Lestat. Oh okay. Oh cool. yeah. Okay. I don't know, and yeah, they're. they're there. That
1: license is huge again. AMC, Mm -hmm. since The Walking Dead is kind of waning. Right. uh, AMC has started like doing the uh, Anne Rice um, universe. So Mm -hmm. they have uh, Interview the Vampire and the Mayflower Witches. Mm Mm-hmm our um, two shows and they've been doing phenomenal. Huh. So I think that that cool. whole did you what, say
0: Mayflower witches was it?
1: Is it Mayflower witches? <laughs> it's Mayfair witches. Oh, well,
2: <laughs> I'm a silly goose because I'm 100 on board watching a yeah. show on Mayflower witches. Yes, hey, yes,
1: uh, yeah, it's May. And the thing that's sad is I watched all eight episodes and I was probably sitting there going,
0: "When the hell are they going to introduce the Mayflower?" This <laughs> is. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Uh Well, before we move into the world of Mr. Alex Stokes, there's one more little DC tidbit that I'm kind of interested in. Um, There's a show coming to HBO Max, and shockingly, it's been canceled, but it was a new (laughs) Batman cartoon. Mm. It was called uh, Caped Crusader, and it's moved over to Amazon. And on the surface, you yeah, find another Batman cartoon. But what interests me is the executive producers are J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves. Oh, oh that's cool! And, wow, uh, and yeah. it's also by Bruce Timm, like the original Batman animated series. It looks like it's kind of got a more of a 1940s look. He's got the really kind awesome. of tall ears. It looks very noir. The Kelly Jones ears? Uh, more of the 1940s ears. Okay. they're, they're yeah. tall, but they're kind of they kind of. Oh, okay. outward a little bit. Just looks kind of like the '40s Batman a little bit more. And they say that it harkens back to the original series. It's ten episodes. So with with Reeves producing it and Tim being involved, I'm I'm really interested in that. They went to
1: They picked up two seasons of it. I yes, think. yes, yep. yes. Ah, uh, that's fantastic.
2: That'd be cool if Tim's doing the uh, the animation, doing like the st- the animation style of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be awesome.
2: Because uh, because yeah, I, I love his art style.
1: And anything Matt Reeves does, like the Batman, was great. Right. And the Planet of the Apes trilogy that he did. Fantastic.
0: Also says here that Ed Brubaker is among the creative team and ran a writers' room and is Tim's right-hand man on the seasons. Oh my God! Yeah, that's so a po- that's powerhouse HBO. lineup. Yeah,
1: that is a powerhouse lineup.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that's all the news we have for the week. It's a little slower. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Next week.
2: Next week, there might yeah. be more news. <laughs> we'll be here to break it. Yeah, we're going to break it. In two. Yeah. Maybe three pieces. Three pieces? I don't know. Depends on how much there is. Okay. We'll right. see.
0: I feel like we've been ignoring our guest. He's just sitting here, just staring at <laughs> <him. laughs> us. Just...
1: He's been very patient. uh Like I told him earlier, I said, you're probably going to understand a lot of the words we're using here, just not in the order that we're using
3: them. <laughs> Honestly, I've. I've... Literally been sitting here thinking about McDLT's this entire time. I have no idea what you guys said. It
1: was like a cartoon. He was looking at each one of us, and we were a giant stew. Yeah, I'm (laughs) like, that's (laughs)
3: literally... The guy who's been on the boat for 20 days. (laughs) That's what I feel like. (laughs) But no, it's great to have you here, Alex. I appreciate you guys having me. No, this is a really cool place. I've had fun the hour that I've been here just looking around. Uh, I think this is my first time in a comic book store ever in my entire life. Wow but now you also you collect books yeah i'm a rare book collector i've been doing that since i was 15 so uh wow. i'll be 50 this year so 35 years oh wow Jeez. 34
1: yeah do you remember what the first book that you can you remember the first book that you collected?
3: oh yeah yeah i actually had it one on, on another show um i didn't bring that one with me tonight but so my grandparents uh were both per- teachers at harrison shell highway baptist academy my my grandmother was an english lit teacher for 30 years and my grandfather was the science teacher And so they had this basement, and I would go stay with them every weekend here, right down here, down Chapman Highway. Nice. Hmm. in Seymour, and um, their basement smelled like old books because it was just covered in old Uh books. So she saw my interest in them when I was about 15 years old, and she's like, why don't you just pick a book and take it home with you? And uh, So I did. My very first book was uh, Lowell's uh, Poetical Works from eighteen eighty three. I think that one was 1886. up wow. so, Oh wow! Okay. That was the first Dang. one I took home and uh, started you off with some light reading. Started, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the funny thing is I I, I don't read that much. I mean, okay. I, I do mm. read a lot, but not my actual books. I don't touch a lot of them. I yeah. Just, right, right, right. But uh, my yep. wife makes fun of me because we got.
2: Do you have <laughs> covers? Like, can you put like protective covers around the books to I'm, take I do. care of them?
3: I do, it's funny, the, my more modern first editions I have, mm-hmm. like my Tolkens and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, I'll put covers on those, but my old stuff I don't, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't like to mess with them, i leave them as is.
2: Now, so, do so you have like a, I'm imagining in my head, like a giant library, like a bookshelf, you know, a room, like you have all <laughs> your stuff out on display, I'm imagining. It's got the ladders I, that wheel through. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, or, or do you keep them in a, in some type of a stirlight tub or a box or protective?
3: No, no, so it's funny because we for the last few years my wife started, wanted to go back to veterinary school so we moved into an apartment and mm. we had all the kids and so we've been in an apartment so i i used to have a big library at the house yeah and now it's all condensed into our bedroom yeah, so i've got about i'd say about 1200 books at the house but then i also have about three thousand more in a storage unit yeah. that i just gotta i've accidentally bought <laughs> bought two estate sales out in the last couple months. Um, you buy them just for the books? Yeah. You buy? Okay. Yeah. Just okay. the books. Yeah. Right. But I go on the estate sales and I look for books and, uh, I saw this set of a Marcel Proust that I wanted really bad. And so I always wait till the last day to go to the estate sale to see what they got. And so my wife was like, Hey, I want to go with you and then we'll stop and grab a beer and some lunch. And I was like, cool. So we get to the estate sale and there's just a wall of books and it's the last hour of this whole sale for the whole weekend and I know that people hate getting rid of books. It's the worst thing. Like people mm. would be like, oh, the washer and dryers, all the heavy furniture, that's fine. <laughs> Take the books, we don't care. Nobody wants to move those because you have to box them and everything. So yeah. she saw it in my eye and she's like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and I pulled the woman over I was like, how much for all the books? And she's like, hold on. She comes back she goes, 150 bucks. And I was like, okay, wow. I'd already seen a Steinbeck first edition sitting on the shelf oh. and I was like, yeah, that's like I want to make my money back right real quick. Nice. So you also resell then? Well, I, up until that day, I had never sold one in my life. Okay. But we ended up driving home with 754 hardbacks in my wife's car. Yeah. Oh, man. That's eighty. Spin. Very
0: specific. Eighty yeah.
3: percent. Well, yeah. Eighty. Cause, <laughs> the yeah, car they set the limit. She probably
2: reminds him every month. Remember when you bought 754 hardbacks? <laughs> oh,
3: she remembers <laughs> because. Eighty percent of them were in German. Oh. It was a German oh. professor that we bought it from. That's cool. Huh. Um, but we get it. We get them in the car, and it's her car, and it's packed. And <laughs> I didn't know there was a lot of them rolled. And then there's a box that was molded that oh. I didn't see. There was four dudes. Yeah. It took us an hour and a half to load these things in the car. Yeah. So we're driving down the road, and uh, she's mad. Like she's <laughs> mad that I've got all these. <laughs> she's like, we don't have room for this. Before I got the storage unit, she looks at me. She goes my car smells like effing hitler yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh yeah <laughs> I was like, yeah you're pretty accurate on that saying, it's yeah he's very moldy yeah, like now. yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah anyway so i they sit in the living room for three she goes you've got three days to figure out what to do with this and so yeah, i had to go yeah. rent a climate controlled storage unit mm-hmm. but then two weeks ago i went and this other guy put on facebook marketplace he's like 150 books for twenty dollars. I was like, "Well, I can't pass Ooh, wow. that up." Yeah. I got there. It's 580 books. Oh, and uh, I racked up again. There was, yeah. anyways. So yeah, my storage unit now is crazy. So now I'm in the book selling business now. Huh. So. I hope so,
0: your storage space is not at I Storage. Uh, no, <laughs> it's gonna, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: So, um, without with that many books that you've just brought in, like over the last like month or two, mm-hmm. have you gone through and cataloged everything yet? Or are you still in the I'm process still of worked. doing that? Yeah.
3: It, I went by there today. I'm still getting bookcases. A lot of them are still, still in the box. So, yeah, I mean, I've looked through them all. Uh, just haven't cataloged everything yet. So that's going to be a process. It's going to be two or 3000. Are you going to
1: sell them on eBay or have you made yourself? Yeah.
3: Like a... I, I, yeah. Etsy, whatever. whatever yeah. I can do. I keep hitting this table. But, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: Do you also find yourself going to McKay's looking for like first editions and everything?
3: I do, yeah. Hmm. I go to McKay's. I also go there to find my own books that I've written to see if anybody's <laughs> turned them in, and then I get really mad. I get mad, and then if they're in good shape, though, then I re-buy them, and then I'm like, oh, I'll just sell that one again. But yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you yeah. ever like when you're in there go, oh, I'm going to make somebody's day and write your nay autograph inside of it, and then oh. put it back on the shelf? Well, the, the,
3: if they're at McKay's, yeah. they've already been signed oh, at some okay. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funniest time, so I had my, my oldest son with me, and we found a copy of Messing with Taurus, the first one. Okay. Which I don't look anything like that anymore. That was back in my Tim Tebow days, like 10 years <laughs> yeah. ago, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we stroll up there, put it on the counter thinking, oh, the person at the counter is going to recognize me. And, yeah. and they just looked at me, and they're like where'd you find this? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks Well
1: Tim Tebow wrote a book. I was like, I
3: wrote that book and I'm buying it back for two fifty right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm going to resell it for 10
1: Now for that, you've written three of them, right? Three of the Taurus books? Three,
3: well, yeah. I don't know if we want to get into the third one. It's still, it's three years in the making, but yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh. The third one's coming out and then, okay. then I've got a children's book and then I've got a, a biography about my comedy career and then um i got intoxicated one night. snowed in on um christmas eve in gatlinburg and a week later i'd written a christmas book oh Oh, merry christmas don't recommend buying that one it's terrible but yeah (laughs) it is it is on amazon so it's called a gatlinburg christmas a gatlinburg Gatlinburg
1: christmas Christmas. not the bear book the bear
3: book's awesome Yeah, what I always tell people is, like, buy them through me, buy the other five. That one I'll throw in for free if you buy the other five. How's (laughs) that? That's awesome. So So the tourist books were about what? Were they? The conversations I had with drunk people on the streets of Gatlinburg. So, I mean, anybody (laughs) can write it. It takes about three minutes to write a whole book. Um, You just hang around outside Old smoke or... One of the distilleries. It doesn't take long. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What's like the funniest story that you encountered that you've had with a tourist?
3: Well, the the funniest one. This this guy's been he's been he's going to end up being all three books. The third <laughs> one's coming out, but. <laughs> So um, we get the most common two questions we get in Gatlinburg are, Hey man, what time they let the bears out and who turns on the fog in the mountains every morning. (laughs) Literally everybody in Gatlinburg gets those every week because people think Gatlinburg is just a big theme park. You just drive in and it all just opens up and it's like, Hey, here we go. Yeah. But um, my wife was with me on this one. This guy walked up dead serious. He's like, all right, man, uh, you guys got a problem with the bears mating with the deer around here. And I looked at him and I was like, well, I wouldn't call it a problem. <laughs> and I was the first person that actually took him serious. And he was like, you mean, have you seen one? I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we, we've all seen a bear." I mean, like yeah, all the locals have. <laughs> and he leans into me like, like so serious. He's like, what it look like and I was like well it looked like a bear with tiny antlers and he's like "Man," (laughs) he he goes man that ain't at all what I pictured one to look like and I was like you broke his heart and my wife's like what is going on here so I put him he's on page three of my first one Mm -hmm. and it's the most popular one of the whole yeah whole book so fast forward a year I'm doing a book signing in the middle of Gatlinburg like just a table in the middle of the strip my wife sat next to me, and out of the corner of my eye, I see the guy coming, walking up. I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> and I, I looked at her, and I was like, What do we do? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, Maybe he won't recognize us. He walks up and goes, Hi, hey, man, remember me? And I was like, yeah, I'm never going to forget you. He's like, What are you doing? I was like, Well, I wrote this book. And I was like, I just, I told her, I was like, I got to tell him. I was like, Matter of fact, you're on page three. Yeah. He's like, Can I look at it? And I was like, All right. I'm sitting there worried. I'm like sweating now. I'm like, he's going to be so mad. He's going to read the title. Yeah, just yeah, it's just called the Bears. Yeah. That was the name of it. Yeah. So he reads it, and he starts laughing. And I'm like, okay, good. He's laughing. Right. And he looks at me and goes, man, that was pretty funny. And I was like, oh, I'm glad you liked it. And he goes, and then he paused for a minute and he goes, so uh, you seen any more of them since last year? I was like, oh god! Yeah. Like, dude, now you're gonna be in volume two. I was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. I'm squeezing them into volume three just for the fun of it. Even you though have to. I've never seen him again since that day. But that's hysterical. Have yeah. you had
1: anybody else that's reckon that that you that's come back through that that you've seen from the two books that is um, just him?
3: There's, there's there's been a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a there's one. I don't even remember the story. It was something. I recommended he pushed his wife off the chairlift. That's I remember, that was in the story. And he came back, and he wasn't with her anymore. And I was like, "He, he took your." I was advice. like, "Did you actually push her?" He's like, "No, we just got divorced." And I was like, "Okay, cool." I was like, "That's better, I guess." Um,
1: now, one thing like being up in Gatlinburg because I'm, I'm Facebook friends with him. I'm humble bragging. Um, you had to deal with a lot of these tourists that mess with the bears right with the, oh with they the think bears? it's yeah. like a fun part of jackenberg <laughs> is like interacting with bears petting
3: no, zoo. Yeah. no no yeah they're just big groundhogs i think yeah that's what <laughs> they apparently and they, they and think. they love to feed them right oh, oh yeah they, uh, they try to feed them they pet them they'll 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 surround it in a circle like Ooh. playing like it's almost like a big game of redneck tourist, <laughs> Red Rover, and that's it. Except for, instead of doing lines, they're like, if we make yeah. a circle, he's got to hit one of it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's so. going to be worse now that cocaine bear is what it is. Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> I think I know that one. But yeah. So
1: now, like, so the bears. Is- are just not scared anymore, right? They'll come no, into got Gatlinburg yeah, right.
2: they're everywhere. And so they go up to cabins and they're
3: looking in the trash cans. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And where my office is, I'm right behind a, a seafood restaurant and a Cinnabon. And oh. uh so the bears every night, they're like, they, they know which dumpsters like, let's, let's <laughs> get some crawfish and the, you know, pretzel from any ends. And we're all <laughs> a bear claw. And they just leave piles <laughs> of them there. And
2: I'm like, all right. Now, yeah. Ron, if you were out camping and you saw a bear, what would you do?
3: I would, well,
1: I don't think you're supposed to run. That's what I learned in Cocaine Bear. So, <laughs> right.
3: especially not. I think from you're cocaine supposed bear. to like
1: raise your hands up in the air, like you're as big as the bear, or something.
3: Make yourself large. Yeah. Okay. Outbear uh, the bear. I've yeah. tried. I try. I actually had to try that once. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: You got that close to one.
3: Yeah, but not by. Was it a, not on purpose? I didn't know it was behind me. About to be in like a. And I turned around and I was just like, "What kind of bear was it? Huh? Was it like
2: a uh, like a full grown? Like
3: oh a, yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, it was probably about two... 200 yeah oh, which is God. funny because you know my wife being a veterinarian i would when i first started seeing bears like i lived i grew up in Spear county all my life never saw a bear and now in the last seven eight years i see two or three hundred a year like it's wow. every day and so uh, some nights i'll see 12 13 different what ones like world? come through and uh but when i first started seeing them i'd go home and i was like honey it's like, this bear has got to be like 5, 5.50. And I'd show her a picture. She's like, yeah, that one weighs about 200. I'm like, what? She's like, they don't weigh as much as they look. I'm like, oh, because everybody always put that in my head. But now I I have, there's been two or three. The one that scared me the most, I, I went home and showed her pictures. She's like, that one's over 500 pounds for Whoa, sure. I was wow. like, yeah. And it was just huge. And
1: it snuck up on you.
3: I, I didn't know it was there. And uh, I turned around, it was right there and. It looked at me. I didn't say anything. I was just like, Hey Put my arms up slowly, like like I was under arrest and I was like <laughs> And the bears was like, Yeah, that does we don't care. It yeah. just walked on <laughs> I was like just... I was so scared. How brother. dumb do you think well, we are? Yeah. Because the rule
2: is if it's black, fight back, if it's brown, lay down. They do that, that in Cocaine Bear. That's, that that's
3: where you got huh? that from. Wait a Bill. minute! <laughs> you guys are getting everything from Cocaine Bear. Like, I know. <laughs> all, I know. I have the,
2: everything. Everything I learned about the death penalty, I learned from uh, you know the chamber with John Grisham.
1: I have <laughs> the authority that Cocaine Bear is your is your What's youngest that? daughter's favorite movie.
2: <laughs> so she loves Cocaine Bear. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, she's made me watch it. I think. Well, so I take it back. We just we saw it. I think maybe it was last night. And uh, it's pretty fresh in my mind. And I, I will say this uh, in the, the true story, because I, I had to Google, cause I, I was curious if a, yeah, if yeah, a yeah. bear would actually rampage. Yeah. but in the actual story I think the bear uh, died like within four or five minutes it's after. a lot sadder it's a lot sadder yeah. it doesn't make for a very good movie it, it <laughs> no, would have been no. very depressing <laughs> yeah. and um,
3: but the, in, the, in, the, in the actual film yeah
2: this, this bear is, is, is bananas on cocaine it loves, <laughs> it loves for some reason this bear just loves cocaine I'm you, trying to
3: get my wife to go see it with me but I think she's afraid that I'm actually in the movie <laughs> so she's like, <laughs> like I don't <laughs> it's, it's, she's like I just huh. don't want to see his face on the screen <laughs> now,
1: do you have you had any like experience where like like a mama cub and her, a mama bear and oh, her yeah. cubs have come into town. Do people at least smart that way and they
3: stay? No, at, you know, <laughs> no. We're, we're, we're talking about Gallimard, yeah. the dumbest city on earth. Uh, like, <laughs> did you hear the story about the man in the book, <laughs> Ron? <from>, uh, <sighs> no, the cubs. The cubs. It's even worse when the cubs are around because people are like, "Oh, we can catch the little ones. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, no. they they gonna take
1: it home make a pet funny. like
3: we." like all the locals we literally sit there and go come on just just get one tourist just grab it just, <laughs> you, you please, make a bet on a which tourist them. it's going to be uh, yeah but uh, no it's uh, no, it's fascinating
1: it is fascinating i think what else is fascinating is the books that you brought and i think we should we're going to do yeah. a little
3: i did bring some fun stuff this Ooh.
1: is my favorite i love episodes. show and tell <laughs> show and tell is awesome if you're out there listening <laughs> and you have a really good cool collection where to of start. something let us know we'll bring you on unless you're
2: a serial killer we don't need yeah, the see your no. trophies. <laughs> it's though. No, uh, we'll pass on the serial killer. But anything else, you know, we're interested in, yeah. uh I don't want to see a bunch of skulls. No, there's no interest in seeing daggers. Yeah,
3: call skulls me a prude. And, you know. I'm gonna have to go put these books back because these are all my little not notebooks with my tiny writing in them. Uh, so okay, I didn't know we couldn't do that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And as usual, uh,
0: Ryan, being the social media tycoon that he is, you'll, you'll be taking pictures of this stuff and yeah. getting it up for people to see as where? well.
2: Yes. I'm a tycoon, Bill. <laughs> I, I, I mean, what are you going to do, Ryan? You are moving up in the world?
1: Yes. I just, hope, I just hope more people get announced for Fanboy because I love doing the memes of you.
0: Hey, one thing uh, I'm curious about with uh, the books, actually, um, yeah. I noticed recently that there's some uh, censorship going on, some editing to like Ronald Dahl's books. They're mm-hmm. changing certain words that are offensive to people do you see values of uh, like first printings and stuff like that shoot up when something like that happens? I mean, it probably doesn't happen all that frequently, but
3: and yeah, for sure. Um, and, what, and what's funny, it, it, it's only been in the last few years that I've collected more 20th century stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, before that, everything that I had was, uh, 16th century to 19th century. And wow, I didn't man. know anything about modern books. Mm-hmm. So I've, it's more of a learning process, but, um, it is weird in the last year, like, Rare book prices all across the board are just shooting up like crazy. I've really? even read an article that it's the best non market investment. investment right now wow. out there. Which I don't oh. know if I believe that, but. What do you think uh, has
1: caused the upshoot?
3: I have no idea. That's <laughs> a good question. I, It's blowing my mind. But, well, I do. I, online, you know, eBay and Etsy's really made a big move in the rare book market. There's oh, really? A lot of people Etsy have hats. rare yeah. book stores on there. And it's like a lot of stuff is just coming out that you know, there's there's every day I, I just get on eBay and I, I just go through and I buy I'm been buying great stuff super cheap. And just Early. Interesting stuff, but
0: maybe a lot of it has to do with like the digitization of the industry and book stuff like that. People maybe craving that hard copy of something as Some opposed to tang- right. staring at their phone. Some tangible. Some tangible,
3: yeah. 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 And, and a lot of the the actual bookstores have closed all over oh, right. the country oh, yeah. too. Right. And yeah. so now it's one of my favorite documentaries I've ever seen. It's it's on Amazon, it's on Amazon but it's called The Booksellers. If you ever get a chance, watch that. It's, right. it's fascinating. So,
1: uh, what's the first book here?
3: All right, I'm going to start out like probably the least interesting, even though I think this one's pretty cool, but this okay. one's more of a local thing. So, this was the library of William Congreve. You know, he's a 17th century playwright. But what's cool about this is it was published, and I'll, I'll let you guys see this, but it was Careful. published uh, by John C. Hodges from the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Oh. So, Hodges Library. Yeah. yeah. 1955 publishing, but it's also inscribed by John C. Hodges in the front. Oh 9, wow! August twenty second, nineteen fifty five. So, it's hmm. a nice piece of UT history. Yeah, right it's a it's oh, a cool definitely. little book, and it really it's just literally the library of oh wow William Congreve of all the books he had cataloged all the way through. Huh. So it's really? Very cool book. Saw so passing around. Um,
1: I'm scared that I'm handling the books <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. I'll tell you which ones to be Bill, careful with. Bill is <laughs> scared about this too. <laughs> these yeah, these next three are, are wow. probably the most uh, delicate of the. Yeah, they look like tones. Like yeah. Well, yeah. Um, this one uh, right here is um, this one. Be careful with yeah, oh, this be one. Uh, but this one is uh, seventeen thirty 1730 from seventeen thirty-one. It's the uh, first French critique of Milton's Paradise Lost ever Whoa. ever done. Weird. I can't tell you what it says because it's in French. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only speak English in Sevier County, so those are the <laughs> only two languages I know. Um, but it's very, very cool. Pretty pretty rare book. There's not a whole. See, even my hands start shaking with yeah. with that one, but
1: it's kind of fascinating that they did this too. Uh they don't do as much of this anymore, these smaller books like this, right? right. Yeah. Like this is like I guess because this would fit in your pocket?
2: Yeah. Was was that typical? Well, not, was that typical of the 1700s right there? Yeah. Something that size. Yeah, there's
3: a lot of them that size and hmm. interesting. But, I mean, I've got I've got some stuff from 19th century so, I mean, you're looking like that big. They're fascinating. They're hard to read, wow. but God, my hands are shaking oh, i don't know if it's
1: you're
5: probably
3: nervous know. that i'm
1: about to rip some books if you hear a ripping sound and then hearing me scurry away <laughs> Yep. Yeah.
3: but this uh this one is a book of ecclesiastics here from 1673. oh my gosh wow. i love that so, binding it's got yeah. like yeah. little lines it on it it's very cool That's really
1: nice this is what i was thinking because i i'm on the book tiktok and mm-hmm. there's one guy that will show off his books and a lot of times they're like this small hmm if is it is it
3: Moon's rare books by any chance? I think it's, it's like an old man. Ball hit a
1: guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That guy's got the most insane book collection in the entire world. If you ever just wow. go, he's got a two hour YouTube where he shows just stuff from his library. There's nothing he doesn't have. No, it's He's got of crazy. the most important books in history. I mean, it'd Dang. blow. He
1: the, he has a shooting script from uh, the first uh, Star Wars film. Oh really? But it was still called oh, yeah. something Ooh. else, like the Legend of Star Killer or something like that. Oh wow! Oh yeah, there's, there's yeah. yeah. Star Killer. This, this yeah. guy's got.
3: Huh. He'll walk into. I've watched episodes where he'll walk into a like a book fair in in Europe, and walk in and be like, "All right, let's spend ten million today." What? Just, <laughs> yes. He'll send. He's got his own people. They'll go out and they'll come back and be, like, "Is this cool enough?" He's like, "Oh well, yeah, let's get that." Yeah, yeah. and it's like, Whoa. yeah.
1: And it's kind of fascinating too, because I was going to ask you this, like he is under the, uh, he does not, cause somebody asked him, he doesn't use gloves when he's looking no. through like his old, cause oh, they, there's they're, something they're bad. that said that gloves actually are gloves worse. are really bad. Yeah. Like, really? what is it? Like what happens there? The
3: fibers from the gloves get embedded into it. And then also it's hard. Like if you got gloves on to hold the books they'll slip out of your hands oh. like dropping a book is way worse than to just handle it with your hands so yeah yeah it's best just to wash your hands and so most book collectors
1: do not like use gloves
3: no no and i didn't know that for a long time i mean wow. i never actually used them but um yeah but it's no he'll, that guy whatever he says i'll do what he says because he knows more than anybody
2: what about uh-huh. you bill have you ever
3: uh, thrown on some gloves to handle little uh,
2: comics so no but i've never really handled well i'll take that back i have handled a couple expensive books but, um, but only a couple. Now, mm. if I was handling, if I worked at, let's say, uh, a comics grading company mm. or something where I was handling a lot of expensive books regularly, I probably would. And the difference being, I think, that with a comic book, the front cover of the comic is basically paper, so mm. as opposed to mm. a book book. Yeah. So the oils from your hands and mm. the inks from the comic mm. uh, yeah. and the paper... Uh, none of that uh, mesh as well. I can see that, So yeah. it can easily cause swirls in the ink or kind of fingerprinting on the yeah. book. So um, with expensive books, you're better off just, yeah, wearing some type of a... And and, and it's usually a, a form of like a like a latex glove. Right, or, right. Yeah.
0: Some doesn't
3: have any kind of material on it. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Oh. Like so I think they,
1: the best thing for our old books is like just how you're keeping right like uh like you're saying like with your storage
3: keep them out of sunlight for sure number one um temperature yeah you definitely want don't want it to get you know too hot too cold yeah, so, yeah, yeah. humidity um, probably
0: is a part of
3: it yeah for sure um yeah there's all kinds of you can have foxing with the pages like this one i'm we're still not sure i'll explain yeah. this one. this is my baby right here Ooh. of all my books um so, <clears throat> but yeah it's got all kinds of problems but it's still so how like
1: so comics are still kind of a new in, new industry like less than 100 years old. What do you think they're going to look like in when they're this old? Do you think they're going to last this long in decent condition?
2: Well, yeah, I mean the problem is that you've already had so many of the older comics that have gotten destroyed uh the 1930s and 40s comics during yeah. especially during paper drives during World War II. Yeah. But uh so, but the, the Wait, good are you
1: booing World War Two? <laughs> These <A's> people were <laughs> Kennedy. Both. I mean, could not they throw out the
2: Life magazine <laughs> instead? They don't have to throw out the. You don't have to throw out the <laughs> Superman. But uh, but no, I think uh, the good news is is that people, they called on pretty quickly that the condition was a huge part of comic books, yeah, and so yeah, they yeah. started making sure yeah. that they took care of the comics. Really starting in the the seventies, but um, so. The, a lot of the comics are going to maintain pretty well, but the issue is is that they were printed on basically pulp paper. Yep. So over time, you know, the oxidation happens and, and paper kind of degrades. It's it's one stock above newspaper. Yeah. So, hey, when
0: uh, when did the first slab start taking place? It seems like it's more of a recent thing to me. Could you put a year on that? Yeah, it seems like it's,
2: it's well, if by recent you mean maybe about 15 years ago. Yeah, right, ago. right, right. Oh, yeah. really?
1: Not that
0: long.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. They actually started slabbing cards first. Uh, right. and I remember I was telling my buddy I said you think they could slab comics he goes no the, the sla-. he goes the slab would be way he goes the slab would be way too big you know <laughs> and uh, and then a few years later they were slabbing comics
1: so slabbing awesome. is
2: like a few um
1: just for people and i like mm. they they basically send them in to get impressed right and like basically
2: not necessarily pressed but just to get them graded by mm. a third and party they get put into okay. like a nice like like an encased um plastic uh holder and it keeps uh, anybody from from interfering with the book or messing with the book. Gotcha. Very yeah specific. oh that's
3: cool
1: yeah and that actually brings a lot of value do they do that same thing with books if you send them in to get is there a place you can send them in to get priced are graded,
3: yeah. I mean, yeah, they'll they'll appraise them for you, but, but does that
1: bring up the value of a book like comic books? It does if you get them slab, you get them. I've never sediment. done it before, oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Like, this one is the only book I've had this one in 25 years, it's the only one I've ever actually asked other people to appraise before mm. and there's no nobody can figure it out wow. really so it's, it's, what is this here
2: so no one no okay,
3: so this one is, i
1: think this is called the necronomicon oh, and uh, guys get it's, ready to be it, scared
3: it's close <laughs> as you can see there's no title on there um, oh wild the cool story about this there used to be so when i was in college i was 22 i had a baby my oldest son weston and uh there was a store here on king's the pike called the incurable collector and this guy was like had the most amazing rare bookstore he would go to up northeast take a U-Haul trailer and spend like 10, 20 grand and bring back all these really cool books hmm. well I was his only young customer like everybody had and there was about to die <laughs> you know <laughs> and it's like <laughs> here I come in 22 years old <laughs> baby in, the, in, a, in a car seat and he's like what in the world huh. so he loved me like he, he would give me stuff that was worth like 500 bucks for like 50 bucks and, wow. and then he'd oh. be like you can put it on layaway so I was like oh. okay cool because hmm. so he knew I was in college so um, apparently he got, he was really sick uh, with cancer, and I didn't know it, and he didn't tell anybody. But he came back from uh, England not long before he passed away, and he's like, "Hey, he's like, I know you collect literature because that's all I, I bought. I was like Dante, Chaucer, you know, boom, boom, boom down the road." And uh, he goes, "This isn't literature." He's like, "I'm going to sell you this one for hundred bucks. I just want you to keep it for a long time. It's going to be worth a lot." I was like, "Okay." So it was probably ten years later before I even hold this off the shelf mm. and realize what it was and then, um but there's a little print shop in in uh, London called is John Fairburn's little tiny print shop in London. Mm. And so this is um Lord Nelson right after he was killed by Napoleon uh in the battle 1805 and 1806 but it's actually three separate pamphlets. It's, the first one is the life of Lord Nelson, the second one's the death of Lord Nelson, and then the third one is the funeral lord Uh nelson but if you can see what's cool all the battles and the ships are in here um listed in all the battles and the pages were burned we're not sure if it was fire oh also and then you also have a description of the funeral the funeral car which is exterior coffin but these these were written within week a couple weeks after he was killed Uh, so these were straight off the press pamphlets so in 25 years i've found three places in the entire world that have all three and it's the the british museum the museum of australia and then saint paul's cathedral where he's what? actually buried oh wow wow i've seen uh, sotheby's have, has auctioned off one or two of the pamphlets here and there um but nobody's had all three so, hmm. so nobody knows who bound this when it was bound but it's a cool little yeah book but yeah Amazing. there's that one. wow
2: so did someone have it bound afterward, like yeah. a, a collector or somebody? Or? It, that's
3: what it looks like, and it's hard to tell if it was in a fire. Uh, it could be chemical burns around the outside of it. Wow. It could have gone through, you know, book burnings. <laughs> like who knows? But could you put a value on it? No, no. I, There's no
0: way of even ballparking it. Wow.
3: In in 19, I was, it was in the mid 90s. I took that book to uh, the Georgia Antiquarian Book Fair in Atlanta which is all these rare books. And I didn't know anything at that time. I'm like, I still am not like an expert Mm -hmm. at any of this. I I like what I like. I'm kind of all over the place. I know enough to know what I like, but I took it to a book, that book fair. I went down the line and I was showing it to all these people. I got from $1,500 to $12,000. (laughs) Wow. And that was in the nineties. And so I don't, nobody knows. But then I, oh. I sent it to a guy in Asheville and uh, had him look at it. I came He came out with 200 bucks. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's one of those, there's no value and there's zero copies for sale anywhere. Oh, so at, you can't even like, yeah. You can't even find a copy for sale oh, wow. all of mm-hmm. all three. When so. you were
1: reading the chapters and you said the life, the death, I was so worried. You were going to say the resurrection? <laughs> the resurrection. <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. super cool. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah. I like that, like you said, the page where it shows all the... Uh, you're going to be able to see it like if you go to our socials, uh, but that is cool. The total of killed and wounded.
3: Yeah. Wow. And, and here's another thing fascinating about rare books is like this one, you know, it's from 1600s. This one's worth, you know, hundred bucks, maybe.
1: And are these huh. like the it's, states they're from? Because it says like uh, Prince, uh, Neptune, Dreadnoughts.
3: You know, I've never actually looked that up, but... Yeah, Mars,
1: Minotaurs. Yeah.
3: Minotaurs. <laughs> <They> <laughs> minotaurs. like the fight it's, Minotaurs? It's yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. Uh, maybe this is like the the name of the boats?
3: Yeah. The only thing missing is there was a map that was supposed to be attached there, and it's missing. If that, if that was in there, I wouldn't... That's a... Yeah. It would be a lot more. Man, but they
1: did such cool I've got two more then, quick ones. These.
3: All right. All yeah, right.
2: Those, are, those are probably hand-bound. Yeah. Yeah. So but this case here...
3: This one is, the, the last two are very uh, recent purchases I just okay. made. This one is really cool. So it's, it's called The First Night of Gilbert and Sullivan, um, which you know, the, the famous comic playwrights from the um, 19th century. Yeah. Um, so on the left side, you got the book itself. Um, oh, I forgot what the years. I literally, so it's 1958. So it's nothing crazy old, but it, it's really neat. It, it goes through all all their major plays, oh, you nice. know, Pirates, Penzance and all that. But what's cool about this one, and what makes it very unique, is on the other side it comes with this box, and it's got the playbills.
1: Oh, oh awesome! Cool. Of
3: the first night of all Ooh, of look the at that.
1: whoa of all their plays of all the
3: plays. um Yeah, it's got Utopia there. Like, and I didn't know this when I I, I bought it. Huh. Like it came and I was like, "What's this little box?" And I opened it up. And I was like, "Oh my God, this is huh. the coolest thing ever!" Um, but yeah, so it's a great you know, shape it, yeah, yeah it's yeah. very good shape Um but it's just it's just a really cool it's a
1: shame that I'm about to destroy it <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead
3: <laughs> awesome uh, that's fascinating while you look at that I'll show you the last thing um, oh, wait, no. this is an actual book but I've kind of gotten into this but Whoa. I bought these old scientific Americans from the 1800s Whoa. wow but this one I just got which I thought was neat it's got a lot of stuff from the White Star lines mm-hmm. so this is not too long before the they built the Titanic. Titanic yeah. So wow. this is one of the last uh, articles about them. Uh, but yeah, I mean th- these things are just Dang. amazing. I mean, oh, the wow. ads alone yeah, in so these.
0: Definitely get pictures of this stuff. Yeah, wow. for sure.
3: Yeah. Um and this one yeah, that's a cover of that one. Whoa. That one kind of fell apart. That one's from eighteen eighty three. Jeez. Yeah, just the the pencil work, the artwork is oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. How detailed. Oh it's so yeah, it's so amazing, but wow. And, and it's can, so
1: cool because they had to use like printing machines, like when they did yeah. all this, right?
3: Like, it's incredible. You can get, and also, you can get these fairly inexpensive. I mean, you're looking, you go on eBay, you're looking like ten to twenty bucks. And I told my wife, I was like, they're probably not worth that much, but man, these are really cool. Even if I just. Frame the covers, yeah. you know, right. on yeah. some of these. Definitely. I mean, you
0: should definitely do one of those. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. oh, I did.
3: I just, I keep doing. It. I'm the most clumsy guest
0: ever. <laughs> That's a little tight over there. I apologize. Yeah, this we're w- mean to our guests. Get over there, there in the, the corner. <laughs> Boom.
3: This is the last thing. I, I forgot about this one. Um, this one's not actually a book, but this, the last estate sale I did, the last estate sale I, I went to, this was in there, and, and all it is, is a. um It's from 19. It's a 1931. Scrapbook, thing this thing's huge much so bigger. It, it, God, it weighs a lot, but it was this untouched ginormous scrapbook just you can see all the blank pages, blank. oh wow, so my wife was like, this you can see the outside she's like that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Yeah. Yeah, why yeah. are you keeping it? and I was like, this is really cool and she's like, you're just there's nothing you could do with that to make it cool I was like <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold on and so. I started printing off all my show posters oh, from over like the that. years. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. And then signing them, oh, and wow. I'm going to sell this bad boy for a lot of money <laughs> to raise money for my tour. Here's nice. the, like uh,
1: yeah. 400 years from now yeah. when people are doing – they're still going to be doing podcasts. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody's going to be doing one, yes. they're going to bring this book. It. It, was a, it was a a comedian named yeah. Alex Stokes. <laughs> 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 this has the life, uh, the death, <laughs> yeah. and the funeral the life. of Alex Stokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: that would be pretty cool yeah but yeah that's all of yeah. them
1: and I think that's great because um, for people that don't know I think you have a very fascinating story how because you and Bill are kind of similar you both uh, went to become lawyers and you became a lawyer right? well
3: no I was a stockbroker
1: Stock, stockbroker and a lawyer and you both I'm have not gone smart into, enough to be a lawyer you no. guys have both gone into different career choices
2: it's very common you know not everybody practices what they uh, what they go to school for mm-hmm. or what they study I mean a lot of people make that uh,
0: I didn't
3: do that either way i was a medieval <laughs> lit later major yeah. then went to stockbroker then comedian
0: okay so uh something i want to actually mention since we're oh. talking about school i mentioned this when we weren't recording earlier but the movie everything everywhere all at once uh won an editing oscar and it was a five-person team and they all learned how to edit off of youtube tutorials for free never went to school for it so i just wow. thought that was really incredible it says a lot about education and formal education i think
1: and if you see that movie you mm. would not think that that was a A rookie editing team because that movie is edited so well
2: no as a matter of fact that's what I took away from that movie is the 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 hallmark was the editing of the film was insane because Hmm. in a way I wanted uh, Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness to kind of be um, similarly edited where it just cut (sighs) in so many different Doctor Stranges yeah Um, but they didn't do that (laughs) no no I mean we got we got three or four yeah yeah, but that movie was it was it was incredible the way it cut back and forth between the different Michelle Yeohs well-deserved yeah.
1: Uh, winning at the Oscars. Like, well-deserved. Absolutely. Didn't mean to
0: interrupt there. Sorry about that. It's, it struck me. No, no, it's well, I'll have to watch <laughs> yeah, that.
1: It's, uh, it's super yeah. good. It's a little weird. Um, if you, But are you okay with, like, weird stuff? So, cool.
3: Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: That's fascinating. Uh, thank you so much for bringing these books on. Absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Right.
0: Literally looking Nobody at Nobody
3: ever wants me to bring those. They usually just want me to talk about comedy or whatever. Oh, and so, yeah, no. this is actually my other love so we know there's
1: more to you than just comedy (laughs) (laughs) tell my wife (laughs) that's amazing yeah and currently because i think that you should get some plugs too. here uh currently you're uh doing uh, a podcast right podcast like slash video yeah what what is that called what
3: yeah it's more of a lot yeah it's it's kind of a vid. it's more video than podcast but i mean we've been doing it for two years it's called waking up in a brewery Okay, and who do you do that with? Uh, Chris Travis and uh, Kayla Travis. Um, so it's a lot of fun. We've been doing that one two years. Uh, nice. We kind of just go to a different brewery every week and bring in different guests and just really talk about nothing. It's like the Seinfeld podcast. And then <laughs> I just started a new one. I've only done one episode so far, but it's called Literary Spirits. Oh, um, oh cool. So I, I literally bring books, my rare books on. Yeah. And um, every episode is a little different. I talk about like different authors and history. You know, what did they drink while they were writing and stuff like that? Oh, cool. Like, wow. it's, it's, I'm kind of learning all about that. But Is there are a lot of absinthe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, yeah. I that was just a guess. <laughs> Edgar Allan <Poe>. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's a great name for the podcast, by the way. Yeah. And our both podcasts available on YouTube. I can't take
3: credit. Um, yeah. They're both on YouTube. Yeah. So, okay. We just did the first one of Literary Spirits. So, I'm, I'm awesome. excited about cool. that. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, this has been an awesome conversation with oh, yeah. Mr. Stokes, but we've got a couple of uh, regular segments to tend to here as well as our free comic book day news. Wow. Yes,
2: this is exciting. This is breaking news, right, Bill? So we just got this news information, I think,
1: end of last week. Ooh. Okay, yeah. so this is awesome. So the first thing right up the top is Ryan Otley is going to do two signatures for free per customer. Wow. So on
2: free comic book day, basically, yeah, he's going to be here in, in store uh, May 6th. Uh, and I think everybody that comes in... And if you don't have any books, we'll have books here for you to get signed. And he's also going to bring, I think, some uh, original artwork, some posters, some lithographs. Uh, so there's stuff that you can buy at his, at his uh, merchandise table also. But yeah, I think he's going to sign two books for free for everybody. And then I think every book after that is uh, maybe 5 bucks. Wow. Yeah,
1: $5, which is yeah. awesome. Very oh, good. yeah,
2: because I think at cons, he might charge like 10 or 20 bucks a signature. Yes, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's, it's pretty awesome. And I guess um, people, he'll have... You can bring, you can use cards or cash, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He'll have a, a thing set up there for either payment.
1: They can't trade chickens, right? Uh, no, no not that we was uh, that was, was that was that was 2018, right? <laughs> okay, <all> right. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, CGC graded signatures thirty dollars. What is that? So, basically, that's um, if you want something, if you want him to sign something that's CGC graded, I think he charges 30 bucks.
1: Okay, all right. right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he is going to do Remarks, and again, explain what Remarks are.
2: So, Remarks are, say, for instance, you want him to draw like a Spider-Man on the front of your cover or some type of a Daredevil or a Hulk, or um, which I, I, he's only doing certain Remarks, though, isn't yep.
1: he? Invincible, uh-huh. Omni-Man, and Spider-Man.
2: Okay, so he wants to keep it just, yeah, I mean, color-wise, sometimes you get people asking for something you've never done. You're like, how do I draw Animal Man? Oh, and, right, and remarks right. are
0: like small. like So they're g- like
2: small, but yeah, so it doesn't take up the whole cover. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's probably like an eighth like a of the hit, cover right? or something. For yeah, yeah, okay. yeah so yeah.
0: how do does the industry handle remarks are there people that get horrified when they see that they're like oh my so god so
2: some people it's like you just put a coffee ring on the book or, <laughs> but to uh, to other people they really they really dig it That's and awesome. so what you can do is you can have him draw on the book and then cgc will certify it and they'll uh. say you know uh, witness ron notley's sketch on this date witness ron mm. Notley signature on this date yeah yeah
1: do we know yet if we're going to have a CGC person here?
2: Yeah, I think there's going to be oh. somebody from Yeah, there's a CGC person and and maybe even a I'm not sure about cbcs but okay. uh but definitely I think on Facebook I saw there's going to be uh, somebody from CGC here doing uh witnessing.
1: Okay, what <laughs> about CBS? Like if you want to uh pitch a pilot. <laughs> oh, you think <laughs> maybe? <laughs> I don't know if CBS is your best uh, your best chance at that. Okay, and he's also doing. Uh, now I think these are the ones where we have you have to do it in advance uh, for the head sketches and the busts. Are those going to be day no? Of? I think those are day of. I oh, think they the, are. Okay. So the
2: only thing that's in advance, I think he's doing commission like full cover pieces. Okay. Do we have pricing for that yet?
1: Uh, is it on that? No. Thing? The the other two things we had on here were uh, head sketches are six fifty. Okay.
2: And oh. busts are twelve fifty. Okay. Hmm. Okay. This is all very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All. Um, and I, I want to say last year, maybe he was doing like a full size, like, um, cover recreations for a uh, little, maybe 1600. Okay. Whoa. But, uh, but yeah, I'll have to check on that. And see.
1: Now for the hit sketches on the bus, do people need to be on a list for those or how will that work for the day of?
2: No, I mean, he's generally takes them first come first serve. Okay. So yeah. if you
1: want, uh, hits, uh. A hit sketch or a bust, you need to get here. So
2: in the past, it hasn't been an issue to getting here uh, early. You can get okay. here any time during the day. Uh, I know when um, when uh, David Finch was doing them, he was doing them all day. And and, and I, I think at one point there was a line, but the line moved pretty quickly. Okay. So if
1: somebody comes in and says, hey, I'd like this uh-huh. hit sketch or bust. Can they leave and then come in another day and pick them up? Correct. Okay. Well, yeah. all right,
2: cool, cool. Yeah. At what time are you guys opening? So we'll be open from 10 to 8 that day. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And
1: I guess for hit sketches or bust, like if you want, you have a ton. Are you getting in a ton of like the blank cover stuff?
2: Oh, so he, you're talking about for the comic book covers? Yeah. yeah, So yeah. yeah, he'll bring some himself. And then we have a, probably like a short box full. Mm. Okay. So most people, when they do that, they'll bring their own because they want a specific, like they're thinking in their mind, uh, okay, yep. I want them to draw a Spider Man on the Spider Man blank. Yep. Uh, but if for some reason if they don't have a blank and they want one we have yeah we'll have a plump although
1: they'll do like Hollywood Paul Lewis yeah. hopefully he'll bring his in when he does a show and tell with us of all
2: his sketch he's uh, got an incredible ooh. sketchbook cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like remarkable like two or three of them so okay. I, I think one of them's just all Batman characters yeah, and then yeah, he's got yeah. another one where it's mixed
1: yeah so and again this will all go up on the um the socials this week. So none of this so far from what we got is stuff that you have to do in advance, like uh, like by the end of March or anything like no, this. I
2: think the only thing was the um, if you're doing the uh, the full cover. And we don't have that yet, right? Pricing. No, like I said, it's, it's probably gonna be around sixteen hundred. Okay. But yeah, it, it's in that ballpark. And that one will have a
1: deadline, and as soon as we know it, mm-hmm. we'll let you know it. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's awesome. Um, two signatures for free. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. He's, he's a really nice guy. and uh, Ball accounts, everybody says. He's he's uh, great with fans. Nice. Yeah. He'll arm wrestle you, if you <laughs> ask. You know, I've been working out with my right arm, just like that uh, Stallone and over the top. I
1: still think that's how we launched the Comics Exchange TikTok. The arm wrestling? You and Ryan Otley doing some fun TikTok dance that eBits teaches you. What happened to your
2: arm wrestling? You've been working out for six months, dude. <laughs> no, That's we're gonna still going to do it.
1: We're still going to do it over
2: the top. Okay. We need right.
1: more arm wrestling. We movies. need more. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mike doesn't seem so sure. Yes. Uh, but, uh, but no, it's, it's it's we're looking
1: forward to uh, to having him here. It's going to be a super fun time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and we're still hoping to hopefully get him on the podcast mm. maybe a little bit before uh, maybe about before the sixth maybe. Fingers crossed. Lucky, lucky. Yeah. Lucky, lucky. But we got Alex Stokes on here. That's so right.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, books of the week now? Yeah, just like every other week in the comic shop, we got a shipment coming in and we got our favorites. What's uh, What are you looking for, Ryan?
1: Uh, so, this week for me, I'm looking at Superman Lost, a hmm. uh, miniseries uh, reuniting uh, Christopher Priest and artist Carlo Pankalelian. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm bad with names. I apologize. <laughs> Fix that in post. Um, they're the critically acclaimed Deathstroke uh, creative team. Ah. Uh, it's going to be focusing upon Superman returning from a 20-year voyage that takes fewer than 24 hours on Earth.
2: Is that going to be a 12-part?
1: It's, it's a 12-part. It looks like it's going to be a 12-part mini. I don't know if it's going to take place in continuity or if it's going to be outside of continuity. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it, it looks the art inside looks cool. I, I was able to glance at it. Uh, before we started recording, and I think it looks really cool, and I'm really digging Superman books right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. me too. DC's yeah. doing a big push on Superman right now. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm I'm gonna go with uh one of Mike's favorites. I'm gonna pick a Turtles book. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take a uh, TMNT uh, uh, Last Drone and Lost Years. Sweet. Okay. And so, if, if you read it, um, Last Drone and it came out, I guess maybe a couple years ago, two or three years ago. Yeah, it came out. It's, yeah. yeah. It's it, it came out over two or three. Years. Over, yeah, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a great story, and it was a story Eastman and Laird had come up with twenty something, thirty something years ago that they had tucked away and never published. And so it's, cool! It was a story of who was the last turtle that survived out of the four the the four brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's really
0: kind of sad in some ways. It?
2: it is, and it, it, especially if you're a, a Turtles fan over the years, they lost an arm wrestling match. <laughs> and so th- that story wrapped up, and uh, the fans they loved it so much that Eastman went back and wrote. I think this is basically acts like,
0: it's about, it's a prequel it's and a sequel at and the same a sequel time. at the
2: same time because yeah. it. Um. So if you if you want more of that universe, if you enjoyed mm-hmm. Last Ronin, and you don't have to have read Last Ronin, you could probably read this independent, but it helps yep. if you read Last Ronin. Yeah. Um. It just adds more to the, the that that universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can get last yeah. run if
0: anybody wants it, right?
2: Yeah, we have it in hardback in stock. Right oh, now. you actually have it? Okay, yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, it's uh, a it's a little gift I got uh, from Christmas time from Ryan. Mm. Is that hardback? It is oh, so nice. It is it's, so excellent. Yeah. I don't have to dig my issues up before to flip through them now too. So.
1: It's yeah. a gorgeous hardcover. Mm. Too. It really yeah, is. Yeah, Dark Horse yeah, yeah, yeah. Did
2: a, or not Dark Horse, but um, uh, IDW. IDW did a great yeah. job. Mm-hmm.
0: What about
1: you,
2: Mikey?
0: Uh, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Wildcats number 5. I've loved the previous <laughs> four. I mean, every issue has just been a blast. It, it reads quickly. It's just a lot of fun. It's inspired. It's by Rosenberg and Segovia. And uh, there's not been a weak link in it so far. It feels fresh and, like I said, inspired. It's entertaining. It's serious at the same time as well. It's got a great balance. Uh, the art's phenomenal. It, it's just really nice. I, I highly recommend the
2: Wildcats. Nice. Fantastic, yeah. So, and then if we want to get into, we want to do our recommendations yes. for the week also? Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it on up.
1: That seems mm. like that was the most nervous
2: introduction <laughs> into mm.
1: recommendations I've ever heard. I
2: wasn't sure if I'd get approval on
0: that. <laughs> you guys, we could take you a vote. You
3: guys cool <laughs> with some recommendations?
2: What yeah, right. uh,
0: well, yes. about you, Alex? You got some, uh, something to recommend for everybody?
3: You know, one thing, uh, like TV shows or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, The uh, world is your oyster. If you've not a uh, Netflix series, anything with... Uh, by harlan coben watch any of those if you haven't watched any of those it's my favorite series on anything but it's what's it called
2: There's
3: he's got a lot of series uh the five was my favorite one but he's had um you know he's done safe and they're are a bunch of uh one season uh, like mini series okay yeah, but I'll, I'll i'm i'm one of those murder mystery ones but uh harlan coben's a great author and so anything that. If you just type Harlan Coben into Netflix, there's like nine or ten series that'll oh, come oh, up. Cool. There, okay. really, they're all great, and they're so, usually like one season. Done yeah, it's usually one stories. season, get it over with. No, okay. but that's what my wife. Not, I mean, you put me on the spot. That's all I. Because <laughs> if I got to talk about uh, comics, then I have to talk about the three that are sitting over there <laughs> no, that I just worry. bought an don't hour worry. ago. You don't have to tell. I know they're you. about vampires. That's all I know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, far yeah, at yeah. this point.
1: You're, you're good. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I'm going to recommend an Amazon Prime show. It's two seasons. It's called Hunters. All right. It's set in the 1970s, and it's a team that's hunting down Nazis that escaped uh, during after World War hmm. II, including Hitler, who's still alive. Nope. Um, it's done like a Quentin Tarantino hmm. kind of style, um, and Al Pacino stars. What's hmm. it called? What? Hunters. Hunters? It went two seasons. The last season hmm. came out. I guess about a month ago, um, Amazon did cut it after two years, mm-hmm. but they gave them enough time so they actually have a proper ending. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it definitely feels like something Tarantino would have done. Hmm. And the lead actor yeah. would make a killer Nightwing. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. In the second season, he is totally looks like Nightwing. Oh, I'm a bit of a um, Nightwing fan. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Hunter's Amazon Prime.
0: Wow. All right, since we live in the future, I (laughs) am going to recommend the PlayStation 5 VR, known as the PSVR 2. Ooh. Yeah, it is something else. I've never, I mean, I could do an entire episode by myself probably talking about this thing (laughs) so much. It's, uh, I've never messed with VR before. I had a bit Mm -hmm. of a learning curve with the nausea. It wore off after about a week. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people might think uh, VR is being more simplistic with the graphics wireframe, Mm -hmm. seems like that. No, this thing taps into the PS5, and it is incredibly realistic. There's a kayaking game. It messes with your brain. It's like you're actually in another physical place kayaking down a river. It's something else. It's It's, really incredible. It's it's, it's almost hard to describe when you first turn it on.
1: You turn it on, the first thing you do is it doesn't have an intro screen. It just you're in a a pool. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can like uh, stroke with the oars, and it feels like you're rippling through water. Mm -hmm. It feels like the boat is actually turning. It it's crazy how it works.
2: But you're just wearing a headset, right? You're just wearing a headset. Well, you've got you've
0: got two controllers. controllers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: is it similar to the Oculus Quest?
0: Uh, I'm not messing around with other VR but my understanding is it's all pretty much the same thing just different qualities of yeah, know, yeah, yeah. graphical power Okay, yeah,
1: but it, it makes you feel like you're in a kayak wow. it's insane it's and like when yeah. you're
0: looking down holding the oar you cannot tell it's not an oar that you're holding it looks so realistic it's insane wow. it's crazy yeah your brain's like wait what a minute
1: right. <laughs> right. Well, I was just in a <laughs> yeah. living room and now I'm in a kayak <laughs> oh. what have you done to me Shipley uh, excellent. Uh, and the the Star Wars game.
0: Oh, absolutely incredible. Oh. And I've not even gotten to the part where the reviewers say it actually gets good, and I'm I'm just so into it. It's great. It, hmm. You can play him standing up, sitting down, and you played this one standing up, and you can look down at your body and see pouches and guns. And you reach down and grab the guns, and you can store them and open a pouch, and it's like you've got these... Like Avatar, you know how in Avatar, the movie, mm-hmm. you have like 3D screens that are separate and up in your face that does that in the game. It's it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. can't say enough good about That's it. crazy. For the
1: Resident Evil game, you actually have to... Load the ammo, reload, cock the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're doing the sniper rifle, you actually have to put the, the ammo in there and pull the bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's it's insanity. And the headset oh. has
0: vibration in it, like the controller. So, if, like, let's say you're holding a gun mm-hmm. to your right side and it fires, you feel the right side of your head vibrate a little bit like a gun has gone off. It's mm. it's
2: impressive. Yeah, and it and feels and, like wow. just like five years ago, I was playing Centipede, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how fast it really feels. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's gone that fast, and, 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 I, and yeah. it makes me wonder where are we going to be at in 20. Years, it's going to be nuts. It? It's going to
1: be like that movie Her, and um, nobody. I'd say you know in tw- yeah. <laughs> I'd say
3: in twenty years they'll probably have a game called Millipede. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, they've already done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's
1: amazing. Uh, it also tracks your eyes. Uh, mm. and oh, there's certain games that there's one game right now where you're playing the life of a character, and if you blink, you lose you lose years. It warps you forward into the game. Mm. Just like in real life, you feel like you, you know life life passes hmm. in a blink of an eye. Right, it actually does that in the game.
2: Golly, just so advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. they can do.
1: Yeah. Like, you're blinking a lot right now, buddy. You would be like,
2: you would well, be dead. I would, obviously, obviously, I'd find a way to cheat the system with some contact lenses or some sunglasses. Uh, or do
1: the clockwork orange thing. It's just,
0: yeah, <laughs> Or paint eyes on the outside of your eyelids. got to be a way. <laughs> yeah. you
2: <know>? Stupid VR. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that Rubik's Cube. Once I could figure out I could take the stickers off and rearrange the stickers, <laughs> that thing was done. Mm. I was solving that thing in under yeah. a minute every time.
1: Huh. I know somebody that go to Cracker Barrel and they can do... The triangle game yeah. with their eyes closed. Yeah, because there's a pattern. Mm. See, you're ruining it for me because I was super excited. No. That man's a
2: genius. <laughs> no, that man's tricked you. Oh. I remember when I was a kid, there was a um, there was a chicken at OperLand. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that they had in the petting zoo, right? And this chicken would play tic-tac-toe against you for a quarter. <laughs> you you put a quarter in the machine and the, the screen pulled up and you would mark, park where you want to go. And then the chicken would peck in the box on the other side of the, where he wanted to go. And so I was, I worked there when I was 16 from my entire summer, my 16th year. And, uh, Every day, I'd get off, and I'd go down there with a quarter in my pocket, and I'd go play the chicken. <laughs> uh-huh. and every time, I would either tie the chicken, or every now and then, I would slip up, and the chicken would win. <laughs> so How does that make you feel, like, confidence-wise, when you lose to a chicken? So, it definitely devastated me from my algebra test coming up, because I kept thinking, I was like, what chance do I have with polynomials, because I can't even, I can't even beat this chicken in, in-, in tic-tac-toe. So fast forward to the next summer, I go back to Opera Land. I get, I get a job there the next summer. And you get free season passes, right? So I start dating a girl named Shamley that works in the petting zoo. And so I say, hey, uh, uh, I'll meet you. I'll pick you up after work. I'll meet you at the petting zoo because I'm coming down to play the chicken, right? <laughs> and so she said, what are you talking about? And I said, the, the chicken that plays tic-tac-toe. And she said, uh, "You play that thing." And I said, I, "I said I've been playing it for a year. I haven't beaten it once." And she looks at me. She pauses. She says, "You moron." She said, "That's not." She said, "You're not playing a chicken. It's a computer program, dude." She said, "The on the other side of that screen, there's a pellet of food that drops down on the. You can't see it." And the chicken pecks it where it wants the the chicken to go, what box it wants the chicken to go in. I thought the chicken just automatically knew and was pecking (laughs) the box. Yeah. I didn't understand that on the other side of that. that, So you lost sleep. Over so it, getting beat by a chicken. For a year, from from between my time I was sixteen to the time I was seventeen, my self confidence was nothing. <laughs> and uh, and so when she told me that, I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And she said, "No, she said we have to restock the food inside the machine every day because so many suckers come down <laughs> and play the chicken in tic-tac-toe. Uh-huh. and tic tac
0: toe." And I
2: was like, "Yeah," I said, "I know. It's a great way to start a date." Right. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my experience with. Uh, with realizing that most of those games
3: that those places were fixed wow <laughs> you the still Carnival seem games. Bitter
1: about it yeah dude I
3: mean, <laughs> I've got ideas now for Gatlinburg right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: that's amazing. So, my, first right, of all, I'd I'll recommend
3: staying away from the chicken tech toe toes. But my second,
2: my second recommendation is that uh, me and my wife are about to watch the third season of a TV show, uh, Ted Lasso. Oh, oh starts, right. uh, two, days starts now, right? two days from now, Starts two days from um, now on Apple TV. If you don't have Apple TV, just trying to find a way to, to find it on online somewhere. They do but, a
0: very generous trial. It's like three months. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. And if you have
2: T-Mobile, they pay for it right now so yes and there's and 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 i think severance season two is coming up too so on apple tv but um so season three of ted lasso if you haven't seen the first two seasons it's jason sudeikis and um i'm trying to think if anybody else really famous is in there that i know of the
1: guy that plays uh roy 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 kent is getting big right
2: now because he's gonna be hercules he's hercules in the mcu and he's also one of the writers on the show yeah Um, but uh but it's a it's it's it acts like it's about soccer but the last thing that shows about is about soccer yeah <laughs> it's about everything else other than soccer and um it's it's well done the scripts are phenomenal uh like i said jason sudeikis kills it and every now and then it makes me tear up yeah, yeah. yeah. just, just yeah, like the
1: other guy's show he did scrubs yeah. bill lawrence oh is that and who scrubs done? is kind of the same way where you oh. would have episodes you'd be laughing then all of a sudden just crying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well um and his other show uh um Look it up, really? <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> yeah. it up. Oh. Shrinking. shrinking.
2: Shrinking. Yeah,
1: shrinking. If you like Ted Lasso, you'll like shrinking.
0: Someone it,
2: else said that. Yeah, it's yeah. about a, a shrink, right? Yep. Yeah. And
1: it just got renewed for second season.
0: Well, that, uh, that is a chock full episode. That is a lot of words from us, but it's fun. It's like been a stew. Fun. Oh, it's a <laughs> Irish <team>. stew. <laughs> right. it,
3: yeah, we're going to have to leave here pretty quickly. I'm, I'm starving and I forgot my medication. So. Oh, oh no, no, let's okay. get you out of here. Yeah. This has been a wonderful well, time.
0: Thanks to our special guest, of course, Alex Stokes, for being oh, thanks, here with Alex. us all.
3: appreciate you guys having me. That was a lot of fun. Yes, awesome. I'm sure our yeah. listeners
0: will love it. And I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm Mike D. I'm Ryan. And I'm Bill. See you in the funny books. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. yeah. Hey, bye
1: But one thing I do like about you with your comedy, you always remind me of Chris Jericho in the way that Chris Jericho can change. Like you, mm, he can change. Like right. his, not his, not your gimmick, yeah. but he changes as he goes through his career. Yeah, and I've seen that with you.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some, you know, I think you have to sometimes. I mean, you don't have to, but I think you know. <laughs> We don't this is a whole nother day, but uh, <laughs> you know, My yeah. my my career's been a little bit different. I've been doing this thirteen years as of February and uh, I I've had kids the whole time and I was older when I started than a lot. Um so I didn't really have much of a choice. I either had to make money at it or not. And if you want to make money at it and not be famous. Like, I'm going to reiterate that if you're not famous and you want to make money, you've got to adapt. Yeah. 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 You can't just say, this is all I'm going to do. And I'm just going to do it and see what happens. If you do that, then all right, that's fine. But you might not make money at it. And so I've learned, it's been good for me because I've learned to adapt and do PG shows, corporate shows, whatever I have to do. Um, I can do the dirtiest. (laughs) Two weeks ago, this place wanted me to do PG for an hour, and I was like, Cool. I got 15 minutes in, and the crowd was just staring at me, and I looked at the owner, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, can I do it now? And they're like, yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> it, it ended up like X rated by the time we were done. And they've already booked me for three other shows. They're like, okay, wow. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know. Now, and having
2: per- kids, does that give you material to work with, though? Having. uh, Yeah. 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 It yeah. oh, do yeah. bounce the material off the kids. You're like, listen, let me, can, can daddy give you like a five minute set on Afghanistan? <laughs> See what y'all think? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. they don't listen to me at all. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> they not a good test.
1: Audience. Now, does, no. the, does your wife, like, she gets into your bit sometimes. Does she, do you ever ask her for permission first? Oh, I have
3: to, yeah. No, I've, there's been, I didn't used to have to, and then I screwed up a couple nights, and uh, it's, ever since then, I've definitely run it by her. Okay. That's yeah, there's, there's been a couple really bad nights where I got a look and I was like, yep, just, I, just, I just got divorced on stage in the middle of the show.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And are, like, what do you say right now, your top breweries in Knoxville?
3: Oh, gosh. Don't put me on the spot because I go to all of them. You don't, end, uh, you don't offend anybody. Yeah, anymore. that's true.
1: Okay. Well, you don't worry about it. The we one,
3: the, well, the one I go to the most, yeah. uh, a lot of people see me at Orange hat Brewing out in Harden Valley, um, not just because it's Really close to me, but um, it's just I've always had a good relationship with them since they opened a couple years, three years ago, and uh, I go there a lot. Um, I come downtown, I will just hit everybody, so you know, it's like (laughs) Schultz, Sprout, to to different ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're all amazing. That's one of the
1: cool things, Knoxville has a lot of really cool breweries,
3: yeah, it did, and that's what I like about the brewery. You know, I used to do comedy clubs and then I did dive bars, then I started breweries, and I was like, okay, this is a good mix. Yeah. Like between comedy clubs has gotten boring to me after a while you do the same show five times in three days. Right, right. And then they start kicking out hecklers.
5: Yeah.
3: And then it's like, okay, well that's not fun. And then you go to a dive bar and it's like, well now I gotta fight a guy in the parking lot. You know, he's probably got darts in his pocket, so okay, this'll be fun. But then the breweries it's just like you know, basically you walk into a brewery and it's just a bunch of guys, you know, with the same kind of beard and same Star Wars t-shirts petting dogs and playing <laughs> connect four and then they hop on scooters and ride to the next one it's like <laughs> it's like all right cool I can do this yeah that's the so.
1: life didn't you once get booked like in a uh, like an abandoned field or something like doesn't I like on the cover of one year that was books.
3: Morristown yeah that was a I was on a flatbed trailer in an abandoned parking lot <laughs> <laughs> i got i originally got booked to do that show for a benefit for a big this big auditorium they were building yeah they didn't tell me that they just said come there here's the address i thought i was going to do this auditorium and i get there and i'm like where's the auditorium like that's the future spot and i was like (laughs) i was like it's just a parking lot and so uh i was like where am i performing they're like oh we're bringing a a trailer in Yeah, I stood on in a the train. There was a train track. A train would go by. I'd be on there, and the what? whole thing would sway. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh,
2: no. That's when you know you're a working comedian when you're taking no. when you're taking the job in Morristown on the flatbed trailer. Uh,
1: you no. know. It was uh, the, work. This punchline's gonna be great, guys. But wait for this train to come by. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was just telling the story, though. That they're not the weirdest. Somebody asked me the weirdest show I've ever done, and in the book there's. The The last chapter is like, the, I think it's the last chapter, the three weirdest shows I ever did. Yeah. Right after the book comes out, I had the actual weirdest one. I got booked to do a um a corporate show and I get there to the address and it's National Fitness Center over there by Cedar <laughs> Bluff. And I'm like, why am I at the National Fitness Center? So I go in, I walk to the front desk. I'm like, hey, I'm the comedian. They're like, for what? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, they paid me a lot of money. Like, it was a lot of money. And I was <laughs> wow. like, just couldn't talk for an hour and so she starts this girl to desk like making all these phone calls she's like there's a comedian down here (laughs) like she's calling like the offices and finally this woman runs down the chair she's like oh you made it you made it and i was like oh god this is right i was like i was hoping i was at the wrong place i was like at that point i was like i hope it's at mcdonald's next door and i'm just off so she takes me up to mcdonald's
1: next to a gym yeah that is (laughs)
3: So she takes me upstairs and we're walking. I'm like, surely they got like a conference room. Then I was like, oh, wait, I remember they got the movie theater. That's got to be where it's at. Nope. She takes me into the yoga studio with all mirrors. (laughs) And there's 15 to 20 people there in all yoga clothes, like pants and tights and everything. And I was like, hey, how are you guys doing? She's like, okay, where do you want to set your stuff up? I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) And so I did a full hour while people were doing yoga, bending over in front of me, just (laughs) Like, this one dude, like, gave me, like, a peace sign between his legs while he was in and out, and like, threw it. And I'm like, oh, my. And on top of that, I'm staring at myself. in All mirrors, all the lights are on. And I'm like, this is the worst thing. What and was th- the, what was the, because th- I, I know they
1: do it, like, where you do goats yoga, dog yoga. Yeah. What was their, they just thought I laugh- don't laughing while yogi well,
2: what, <laughs> what happened what happens if i start chuckling and I, I i break the 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 downward dog pose yeah you know yeah. and i yeah. fall i fall and then you know my face and it was, it, it was
3: all just <laughs> terrible i didn't know what was happening and i was like why why did they hire i mean i've been hired for a lot corporate shows get weird because they don't a lot of times they get music you know or, yeah, or something yeah. there was a like a three-year period where they were all just... I mean, I did—I literally did a show for McDonald's Corporation, Clayton Homes, like all these big companies. Then I got all these little ones. um, That one, and then one time I drove to Johnson City for a corporate show, and I get there, and I'm in a Food City parking lot, and I called my wife. I was like, look up this address. And she's like, it says Food City. And I was like... (laughs) So I had to go in this Food City, and the, the woman had told me, she's like, it's for like this charity that we do she's like um i was like well do you want pg r-rated she's like um do like pg but naughty i was like that doesn't even make any sense but um, (laughs) that's pg PG, PG 13 13,
1: right but you drop f-bombs yeah Yeah. just three f-bombs i was like i'll
3: figure this out when i get there and so i walk into this food city and i've got this huge rolling brief like um suitcase with all my books and t-shirts and everything to sell and uh i'm like wheeling up and like Food City's freaking out. Like, like they're like, wait, what? What are you doing? I was like, I'm the comedian. They're like, what? And I was like, I'm the comedian. I was like, I don't know where. I think this. This the ad. I showed her the address. She's like, yeah, that's it. And so she's on the intercom now, like calling the meat department. Like, uh Bob and meat. There's a comedian here, and he's like, send him the produce. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that is, is the funniest part of the of yeah, the, of the store. Yeah, this is going on for like 10 minutes. And I'm just sitting there going, this is, now I'm like nervous. (laughs) And then finally, this one guy comes over. He goes, well, we got a conference room upstairs. Maybe that's where it's at. And I was like, okay. And so (laughs) we go over there and I go up the elevator and I knew it was a bad sign. Wait, there was an
1: elevator at Food City?
3: Yeah, this one did. Whoa. Well, they had to because I took the elevator. I get up and as soon as the door opens... Every single one of their um, the motorized carts wow. were lined up outside the conference room. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is going to be an old people show, yeah. like really old people. <laughs> and I walked in, and it was they were all drinking water, tea, all the lights were on, and nobody was under the age of 80. Oh. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, okay, I got to rewrite this set. It's not going to be PG and naughty. It's just going to be straight PG. Yeah. So... I, I meet the woman. I'm sitting at this table. I'm sitting there just frantically, like, writing a whole new hour. like just. And I look up, and there's this woman coming in at me so slow on a walker. And and she's on, like, a ventilator, like, rest. Wow. She's got stuff hooked up all over. Yeah. And she's just real slow, just. And I'm like, oh, God, why is she coming towards me? And she goes, I just want to let you know I saw your YouTube channel about your tan bed experience and i was like not oh. that one not that one not that one and she goes and when that sock flew off she goes i just lost it and oh. i was like okay she goes but don't tell that one tonight because bob huh. over there just had a heart attack and he might not be able to handle it like <laughs> <laughs> i was like i guess i'm talking about gatlinburg and bears all right that's <laughs> that's all i got left oh my god that's a great episode there